þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. It's uh, I haven't gone. I haven't done the whole physical movement of the body just yet. Not even on that bicycle you bought. Oh, the bicycle, yes, actually, you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm riding on my bike everywhere. So uh-huh. that, that is, uh, that is exercise. But how's the gluten shizer been? Yeah, I, I stopped eating gluten, and there's no more gluten shizer. You're having fully formed, stools. fully formed, yes, I can, like, but like. Instead of just splattering poop water, it's more uh, just it's just a uh, whole, whole yeah whole solids which I can even put name and have a personality and stuff. <laughs> 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 I think one of them even said Dada. <laughs> Did it look like you remember in um, Pan's Labyrinth where she she gets the little root, the potato root, and sticks it under the bed inside some milk with a drop of her blood, and it grows into this creature? Yeah, it was kind of like Did it look that. Like yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh man. I I kind of am a bit self-conscious about the fact that I talk about my poop that much. I make so many poop jokes, jokes and I do <clears throat> poop jokes on stage and right now in the beginning I'm talking about poop. I don't poop any more than other people. My life does not revolve around poop. No. I just talk about it. Well, I actually, Somebody has to do it. It's, I agree and I think you're doing a service because yeah? I think if more of us talked about our poop, there'd be less undiagnosed bowel cancer. It's true. That Yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, that's why I'm doing it. If people were more comfortable getting up, because you're supposed to, you're supposed to get up, you're supposed to look down there and go, hmm, that looks like it normally does. Or it, And apparently... Apparently, it's however it normally looks for you is what your normal is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if, I mean, because obviously before the gluten shizer issue, you used to have, there was a period of time, I'm guessing, where you had nice, solid... Yeah, I remember those days. Solid, fully... Have you ever had a ghost poop? What's that? When you think you have to poop and nothing comes? No, no, no. When you have this, like, it, it's, it's a really nice... Um, it's a nice feeling when you get it out. It feels like it's a really good formed one. Yeah. And then you look down and there's nothing in the bowl. It just slid away. It has. It slid away. And yeah. sometimes. So it's so like a ninja poop. You can have a double ghost. The mm. double ghost is when you do that and then you wipe and you didn't need to. Wow. Have that's my, that's my dream. I've had one. Oh. I've had, and once you have a ghost poop, you will <laughs> enter this realm of always wanting to have them again yeah. and again and again. Well, I, I will... I once knew a man who, who changed his entire diet and started doing Bikram yoga because he wanted more ghost poops. I, my, my, yeah, I think my, that's my new aim. That's my new goal. You want some ghost poops? I want some ghost poops. I, I want to see them. I barely want to feel... Well, I want to feel them. Because it's a, yeah. 
It's, it wouldn't be nice if I wouldn't feel when it goes out. Then I could just well, then be ghost some, pooping in my could, pants. There's some problems. If you're not feeling the poop, then that's that's an issue. Yeah, I you know I had to sit down with uh, one of my poops the other day and I had to say, you know, I'm just not feeling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And on that note, I guess we have to introduce people to this episode of. Australia. Australia. It's a podcast on the internet. Internet. Australia. It's a podcast with Tully and Jono and nothing that rhymes with net. It's harder for me to follow you, further for you to follow me. And, and now, now I'm gonna say, Racer Luftwaffen Hitler seven sieben cow. That was good. Yeah, I think so. I did that pretty well. I, I don't know why I went into like a whole German. Hitler run. Sieben yeah. cow. I was going to say the most random thing ever, and I said Luftwaffen wow, and Hitler maybe sieben. Luftwaffen. <laughs> <laughs> Plain. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Welcome. Welcome. My go to my go to gibberish is German. I guess. Ah, I don't know what mine is. It's usually some kind of Hispanic. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, I I usually did uh, I I usually do a gibberish which is like this. Carpo falakis teniana manta folo horopata gietoro holo mesinikatika moro yitiskapa klikotorbofono. I can't work out if that's Finnish or Greek. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I wanted to be like uh, all over the place. It's a bit. It sounds a bit like like, like the language, poop. the language that that Miljovovich speaks in the yeah. the, the fifth element. Kiro para pala sa nabatari kada kaya ki multipass. Lilo talas multipass. Kiro para lilo manake na batari pero pa yung kasalagot sa. Gandang karbero, bingong gandera. Yep yep. That was uh, Ewok. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they they sound a bit like a, like a African tribe. I feel like I've opened a Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how you been? How you been? You're, I've been all right. You, you're yes. preparing because you're about to go to Berlin. Yes, it's uh, two we've, weeks till Berlin. Two weeks. So we've we've got a show next week. We have one more show. We have one by more popular demand. Backed by popular demand. Yes. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we were popular people by... demanded. If we, we, if we were backed by popular demand and then nobody showed up, that would just be hilarious. Yes, that would, will not break our spirit in any way. We will just, ha we are laughing about this now, although we should be laughing about this later and yeah. be crying right now. I discovered something interesting this week, um, that you and Bilkia are quite similar. Really? Before a show. Yep. What's it? How is, how is that? So, so, uh, so you did your first... Uh, we did our first show, The Minority Report. Yeah. Um, we did our first minority report and it, it went well. It went well. We had a decent sized audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I did notice that she freaks out the exact same way you do at 10 to nine when mm-hmm. there's no one in the audience. Right. Which, and she told me about how there was one time when you opened for her in her show and you both freaked each other out, like you were almost about to go into the toilet and start slitting your wrists because there weren't enough people. That was one of the most interesting show in my lifetime. Actually. Why? Yeah, because it was, I had booked a Friday night at Rosenberg, uh-huh. but I totally forgot about it. I didn't write it in my schedule. Uh-huh. So 
uh, Rosenberg guy calls me just the night before. So you're on tomorrow? And I said, no, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. And people are coming. There, there are a couple of people who ordered, you know, booked the table and stuff. And I, oh, well, I guess I'm doing it then. So at 10 o'clock at Friday night, the show starts. Well, uh-huh. 10 to 10, uh-huh. there's not, there are not many people there. Uh-huh. Actually, fewer people than, than I ever performed uh, in front of uh, at Rosenberg. Uh-huh. And I'm going, maybe you should just cancel, cancel it. And then at the, yeah. And then at the last month, no, let's just do it. We will learn from this. And Bilga goes up. I introduce Bilga and I see what kind of tables uh, people there are. I mean, there's a, like uh, some single women in the front mm-hmm. having a fun oh, time, being drunk. Yeah. There's, a, there's a drunk uh, middle-aged woman who, who really wants to participate in the show. Oh, wonderful. And some old people and some randoms. And... Uh, yeah, so I kind of oh, so you're the you're you're a you're a laughing table. I point out to the single ladies, and uh, oh, and you're an interrupter. I tell the middle-aged woman, and then Bilka comes up and says, "You're right, Hulager. They are laughers, and this is an interrupter." <laughs> and, <laughs> and she does her thing, and then I go up, and it's it is. I I'm up there forty minutes to an hour, mm. and. I keep on interacting with the audience, mainly the interrupting middle-aged woman uh-huh. who really thinks she's helping. Yeah, she's a helpful heckler. Oh yeah, she is one of those oh. people who, after the show she came like, you know, I've been in Britain and there, there you kind of talk to the comedian and they talk back that's part of the show they like it i can promise you they they hate it it. they look like they like it they they can handle it because they're professionals but they hate it and they wish you weren't there and they want wish you would never come back yeah did you say this to her i kind of said this to her in the most polite way i could Mm. Uh, it didn't register because she was Mm. drunk and Mm. (laughs) middle-aged and uh uh, but not only that, there were some kind of, there was an old guy who was bothering Hera and he was shouting, you think this is funny? Uh, and I said, it's almost fu- as funny as your hair plugs and stuff like that. Oh, so I was wow. just constantly dealing with hacklers. It was just, uh, just, uh, you didn't even 50% crowd. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. And it, uh, 50% of my <clears throat> material, maybe 40% material. And the rest was just dealing with uh, the people and there were all kinds of people there was the interrupter the helpful interrupter mm-hmm. who thought she was being fun they're uh, the worst yeah <laughs> they are just the worst and if then, you ever are in an audience <laughs> at a stand-up venue and you're like i just have to add to this because it'll be helpful shut up yeah absolutely just do not talk and then there were uh, actual, like, mean-spirited hacklers. There were, like, oh. a, a man in the 50s who were like, well, what is this young man doing up there, and why is he getting the attention? I once was young! Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. So I just kind of, I just, I kind of just ruined that guy and another yeah. guy, and I just, yes, hello. You look like George Clooney if he had lost his faith in life when he was in his 20s and, like, stuff. Ooh. I bet you were handsome once. You no longer are. And then I did some, uh, I did a um, lot of old people jokes mm. uh, at him. And then there were the 
Because you're not a mean comedian. No. You're, a, you're but, a very... Like, I think in your jokes, even when you're making fun of people, you're still very good-hearted about it. I bring... But for someone to bring that out in you... So when some people... Remember that guy at Barananas? Oh, who was yeah. kind of always interrupting oh, you? Oh, God. I, yes. I, I don't like that guy. Uh, I have seen him heckle before. Yeah. And I that's, don't, that's I don't like him. For. I don't like him at, at any place. I just yeah. don't like that guy as a person. And he had very nonsensical heckles as yeah. well. Like it, there was, it was, it was. I've almost felt like going, "Is that all you got? Mm-hmm. Is that really like? Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to take off my earrings, bitch." Yeah. But I wanted to be mean to him, yeah. so I, I, I kind of was. You were. I liked it. It yeah. was sassy. <laughs> it was. It's kind of hot. Actually. But the worst. <laughs> thank you. The worst kind of. Uh, audience is the hackler at least the hackler is paying attention in a way yeah at least the hackler is uh, pa- listening to your yeah. jokes and trying to find a way to stumble you on them but the yeah. talkers who are just there and talking while you're doing a show talking mm. to each other who are kind of ignoring the fact that you have a show and they pay to see it they are the worst people in the world yeah why why are they doing this? And I am not a movie. I am here. I can hear you talking yeah. and you are making the show worse to me, by it's talking. Like, it's, it's, it's not a concept. It's the ultimate decadence. It's as bad as ice sculptures. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, so I paid to see this show. I paid 2,000 credits and I'm going to sit in the front and I'm not even going to watch it. Because that's yeah. how much money I have. They are the worst. But it was an interesting show. And oh. when I came down, some people... Just thanked me for the best stand-up they ever seen. So oh. I was, oh, I thought it was the worst I ever done. But oh, that's nice. they really liked the whole interaction. So that's the worst part. You don't like doing it, but many people like it when it happens. Yeah, it's true. It's and a lot of people when you do when you do like actually shut down a heckler, they a lot of audience members have told me as well. Oh, that was the best thing I've ever seen. And and yes, for you inside, you're like, I really hated every moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had so much more great jokes in there. Yeah, yeah. I, he interrupted a really good one. Yeah. He interrupted the singer. And you're never going to see it. Yeah. And I felt like I was on the verge there yeah. of something brilliant. And here also, but a really good compliment is when they say, okay, so you... You paid that guy to be there, right? He was oh, part of the act. When people think God. that, and I, oh, you thought it was Why that good that, that it was written, well, thank you, but I wish he wasn't there. I wish he had never existed. Yeah. <laughs> I have never wished such pain and misery on a human being. It's in really my life. hard. I mean, you have to be on your fucking toes. You do. You do. And actually, I've noticed, especially around this football season, um, and we've got a lot more tourists in town at the moment. It's it's ramped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we we've been pretty lucky at Rosenberg. Yeah. Like when we've been doing the shows there, but it also depends on the venue you go to. It does. Yeah. As well, it very much depends on the venue. And and um, oh man, there there is a lot more of it now. There's another kind of heckler which I have noticed, and that's the um, easily offended. How very dare you! Um, which you usually find at the student cellar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why are the young, educated people the ones who are offended these days? I don't know. It I don't is know. ridiculous. And, and the only thing I can say to that is, you know, if you are in your early 20s and you are really easily offended by something, a person who's being paid to make people laugh mm-hmm. is saying, you're probably really bad in bed. Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're easily offended, you you're are going to be. A, we call it a dud root. 
A dud root. A dud. Dud root. Yes. A dud root in Australia. Yeah. You ah, yeah. oh, he's a dud root. <laughs> is it so? A root is when you when you fuck someone. So a dud root's a really bad one. But uh, but yeah. In short, I discovered that um, that I thought with Bilkia I wouldn't be talking anyone off a ledge before. Is this the embarrassment of the week? No, no. it's not. But it leads into it. Okay. <laughs> it leads into it because last night I did have an embarrassment of the week and this is this is when um it's 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 relevant because we're talking about comedian things and we are comedians Mm -hmm. we're not social commentators on sex and sexuality no no um uh and i i said occasionally you know we we can take things further than a lot of other people can you as comedians as comedians Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes I think we get what is known as comedian's remorse. Oh. Where you say something on the stage uh-huh. and then the next day you go, ooh, I think I even went a bit far there. Yeah. Um, and there was, there was, um, there was it's this one particular, we had a, we had a great little banter mm-hmm. before I called, I, I, I talked about Bilky being a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, re- you know, talked about how she wasn't one, and then we established that she's just a failed lesbian. Yeah. Um, uh, but there was there was a, a moment um, when the, we got this couple up on the stage to give them a shot because they were getting married this weekend. Right. And um, earlier, I think Bill Gear had said, "Let's get them a shot unless you're pregnant." Yeah. You know, in which case it'll just be Brennevin. Yeah. Um, that's not where we took it too far. No. Um, we, got, <laughs> we got this woman up on the stage um, with her husband-to-be. And as she was getting up, you know, we were making jokes about how... Because she's British and he's Icelandic, about how she's not pregnant yet. What's wrong with you? Mm. Um, because Icelanders reproduce quite well. Uh, and uh, and she, as she got up on the stage, she kind of stumbled a little bit. And I said, careful, we don't want any 1940s abortions. Uh, <laughs> she got up. I thought, I probably should leave it there. Uh-huh. I shouldn't go further with no, that no, one. No. Yeah. But no. I didn't. I opened it up and I added to that, hmm, I wonder how many conversations in the 40s began with, honey, I'm pregnant, and ended with, can we finish this conversation at the top of the staircase? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty. That's a good one. (laughs) And I don't know why. I've said worse things before. I've said, but but it just really stuck with me. Like, I woke up this morning and just went, ah, I shouldn't have said that. Because I don't... Maybe maybe I'm having my man period because I instantly started going. What if what if she's had a miscarriage before? Oh yeah, that, that's always a danger though. Yeah. When you say something, well, we talk about I I I don't do nearly enough abortion jokes. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I do I do have done some like I, not in the not really in the. Um, uh, in the stand-up, although I have the whole uh, English to Icelandic straight translation yeah. bit, similar to yours, when I talk about the fetus destruction, uh-huh. which we can... Yeah, is we, that what an abortion is? Yeah, fosterating the fetus destruction. Oh my God. <laughs> it sounds like the sequel to like the born supremacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the prequel, really. Because really, if yeah. the fetus is destroyed and it survives, it's the born supremacy. Yeah, the, the born abortion. The born. Oh, wow. Anyway, so. So. <laughs> the, so that's the embarrassment of the week that you woke up next uh, with a bit of a gambesco bit. Yeah. Where you uh, 
where you were thinking, oh, I went too far. Yeah. I, that, uh, because there, that she might have had a miscarriage. Yeah. However, you, we do jokes about all sorts of things. I we do. I do. do jokes about the uh, domestic violence. Yeah. Sometimes even rape. Yeah. And, uh, well, statistically, when I do the rape joke and the domestic violence joke, there must be some victims of those fucked yeah. things well, in I'm, the audience. And yeah. what we have bo- learned learned both of us yeah is the fact that when people are offended it is rarely the victims the people who have actually experienced yeah. it that's true they actually can deal with it yeah. better and yeah. in some cases they have thanked me mm, i've had that happen as well yeah. i've had and and yeah yeah that's true i guess i guess i was a little bit thrown by that i also felt a bit and this is this is another revealing thing for people interested in comedy i felt a bit ashamed because i wasn't as prepared as i normally am Last night, yeah. I still worked well. Yeah, the the audience were very receptive, um, but I still just I felt I feel like next week I needed I needed tighter because I didn't want to do anything that we've done. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do the Australian right. stuff. I didn't okay. want to do the Icelandic language. So we have a totally different set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a totally different set because it's the Minority Report. A lot of it's more focused on you know gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I just yeah I I'm just thinking of a. One joke in your Australia, <laughs> which isn't about the gay stuff. <laughs> oh, it's the one with the spiders, right? Yeah. The spiders and <laughs> I, you'd be surprised if you deconstruct that show. There's a lot. There's a lot more about being a foreigner in Iceland yes, than there is about I know, being gay. I know. There, um, but uh, yeah, I just, I just didn't feel as like. I think I think that's something worth people knowing is that sometimes we can do a show and the, and the audience all loved it. Great. Yeah. Um and it was great it was feedback. A, a but I was like tourists. Mm, many okay. It was equal, 50-50. Okay. But I just felt I could have done better. Right. Well, I felt ashamed. Sometimes you're off your game and yeah, and I it happens to me as well and I feel ashamed. Yeah. When it happens. And you feel like a fraud. Yeah. And it's uh, it's you know like the golden rule of comedy is that you're always as good as your last show yeah and that's how you feel yeah that's the that's the, one of the many uh, pathetic uh, facts about yeah. our job is the fact that uh, often only after you're doing like a hundred successful shows and then you do one failed one yeah. and you go oh I should just quit and it doesn't even have to be failed it yeah. can just be that you didn't feel as connected to it yeah. as you normally do and the audience is not aware of it but you are and sometimes when people come up like are you, oh, I've had to bite my tongue before because I get so annoyed at myself that someone might come up to me and say, oh, I thought that was a really great show tonight, and all I want to go is, you're a moron. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea oh, what's good. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way as well. I think it's a, just a, it's a very common thing amongst comedians. Yeah, it I, means you're, you're a professional. Yeah, it means I want to do better each time. I want to, I want to be the best that I can. The best. The I want to be best. the best. I want to be the greatest. I am a contender. But I what's want to be a big, bright, shining star? A big, bright, shining star. Shine bright like a diamond. What's uh, <laughs> what's your embarrassment of the week? Okay, as you know, it's we are uh, experiencing uh, football days mm-hmm. in Iceland. Mm-hmm. It's Iceland is all of a sudden kind of a focus of the whole world because yeah. of football. Yeah, and it's. 
this sentence is just as strange as it is normal. Mm. Because football is the most popular thing in the world. And actually, I'm loving it. I'm loving these days. I'm loving the fact that it's just the whole community is kind of getting mm-hmm. together and it's just nationalism and it's only it's the only positive way of I can think of like nationalism yeah I think don't think nationalism is the right word it's here. not it's, no? it's it's I think it's national pride, pride. yes yeah. pride. but I've always national pride and nationalism has mm. always been very close to each other in my heart yeah I, I, I think it's ridiculous to be proud of your nation Mm. Uh, although I sometimes are when it comes to Eurovision, yes, <laughs> and uh, other popular uh, like pop culture things, but always football, I, I like. Ugh. I, I think it's stupid that, but it's only because I don't watch football, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But recently, I've been watching these games. I actually paid attention. I'm gotten excited and stood up in my chair and shouted with my fists in the air. Mm-hmm. Also, a Finnish magazine is paying me to do like jokes about it, so I, it's kind of my job <laughs> now to to I follow football. It. I love it. I suddenly oh one. I really, I've really gotten into football. This is so amazing. I'm so passionate about it. It helps that a Finnish magazine is paying me. To <laughs> it really does help. So I, all the time, I have to think of something. Okay, what's the funny thing about this game? But also, it's very hard because. Mm. I mean, the England versus Iceland game was huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, American chat show hosts are talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. So finding a joke about it in time before somebody else does, and it's hard. All the Brexit jokes were yeah. made already. Exactly. Stephen Colbert said a joke. I I was draw. I was literally drawing the joke when yes, I was watching the YouTube video when he says it, ah. which is. This is the worst thing to happen to England in four days. Ah. This is a really good job. And I had a, I basically had the same yeah. thing on paper and I scratch this can't, one. You can't draw quick enough. <laughs> no. um, but that's not the embarrassment. Mm. The embarrassment is that just after the victory on Monday, I ran home and I drew a tiny little guy uh, and uh, scanned him into Photoshop and uh, colored uh, the Icelandic football uh, team jersey jersey on mm-hmm. him i was going to say costume and uh, i did the flag colors in the wrong order so there's like the it's blue uh-huh. and with three stripes which is uh white red white white red, red white yeah but i said red white red, red. and i posted it on facebook uh-huh. and it was there for maybe three hours it was a hit it was the people use it as thing. their yeah. yeah you use it I used it it was it, I, I never seen anything liked so fast it went into the five thousands in um, record time wow and it was I never seen anything of mine shared so much and then I realized oh my fucking god the flag colors are in the wrong order <sighs> and it was like. I had national pride and national shame or sh- at the same time. At the same time, I was shamed. Uh, I was shamed. Uh, not f- how do you phrase it? I was shamed uh, towards. Uh, I was shamed 
of being a bad Icelander. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I couldn't do the colors in the yeah. right order. That's ridiculous. So you, saw, you essentially are the same who... as Sarah Palin <clears throat> saying that she can see Russia from her house. Right. Yeah. It's, it's And also I saw like <laughs> this guy on Facebook the other day who had the face painted the same wrong order on his face. Uh-huh. Everyone was ridiculous. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. But no one pointed it out. Maybe because it's a cartoon. Yeah, they didn't notice. But I noticed and I just deleted the thing. I deleted the and most re- successful thing. And redid it. In fa- on my Facebook. And redid it. And I sent a personal message to as many people as I, as I could. I skipped you because I wanted to tell you in this episode. <laughs> I already moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's funny. It is... It's funny this uh, this whole Icelandic pride that I'm having because of football. Mm. And it's also... It is the biggest cultural thing from coming from Iceland since Björk. I'm saying that the Icelandic national football team is the new Björk. I would have to... Because even, like, Sigurós is huge. Yeah. And of Monsters and Men are huge. But not everybody knows them like everyone knows Björk. Yeah, Björk is always the go-to thing. She's to talk it. Yeah. yeah. When people... <laughs> joke about Iceland and other countries that go to Björk. Mm. It's the go-to thing. Mm. It's one of Kristen Wiig has done it. Yeah, in Saturday Night Live. But one time when Kristen Wiig was, because they were talk, they were doing a skit about the... The uh, Icelandic a- bankers. No, about the volcano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, we have Björk. And it says in the captions, Björk, the only Icelandic celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but now we have a new, new celebrity. The, well, we have uh, 22 of them. Yeah. Well, the team is one celebrity. The team is one celebrity, but it's team. eleven people. Did you see? Did you see the man who was like, com- who was totally trolling on Twitter, um, throughout the competition, proving just how much the rest of the world are fucking morons. Um, he was posting pictures of like abandoned country houses, going, and this is where uh, blah blah from the team was born, and uh, a picture of a, a gas station, and this is where the captain of the team works during the winter months when we don't have any football. Right. And and people were reposting it, believing it. Tr- but it was to be all, true. yeah, all bullshit. It was all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They. They live in Iceland. They probably keep, all have second jobs. Keep t- saying that word. Uh, lesbian nest. Uh, so lesbians, do they nest? <laughs> do they, do, and what do they build their nests out of? Oh, touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, is this payback for me with you and your V's and W's? <laughs> Volcano. Yes, it's, it's been brewing a long time. Lesbian. So, so lesbian nest. <laughs> I mean, what do they build their nests out of? And are there only are there more than pine two? cones? Pine cones, primarily. Yeah, um, they like to recycle. Right. They they very keen recyclers. So any kind of they like natural fibers so as well. So is one lesbian staying in the nest while the other goes out to like a foraging? Well, they 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 have um, equal foraging uh, responsibilities because they have very equal dynamics within their relationship. And is it the do they do the thing where the other one pukes into one pukes into the other one's mouth? Are they vegan, so they don't need to. Oh, okay. They don't need to pre-digest the food. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. They also um, run a business where they um, make their own tampons mm-hmm. and uh, and and do drywall as well. Yeah. And their names are Cat and Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> and Cat sounds like this. Hello, my name is Cat, and this is my life partner, Melanie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you took care of the offensive part of this whole joke. <laughs> 
I'm developing some lesbian fans, actually. Yeah, that's good. That's I good. Am. I'm hoping I have some lesbian fans. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Sometimes, if you, I bet if you shaved, you could pass. Thank you. Is it? You have a very, very, very nice skin. Yeah? Do you think I have a lesbian face? I don't know that there is a lesbian face. Do you think a lesbian face? would nest on my face? A lesbian would nest. Well, you do have nice lips, remember, we discussed this. It depends on what you can do with those lips. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was a good embarrassment of the week. It was. That was a, what? I can't remember which is the next segment. Is it the... the I think it's Gay to Be Straight. Gay to, so it's time for... Gay to Be Straight! Now, whose turn is it to go first? I guess mine? Yes. Okay. I have actually two ones. I'm going <gasps> to pick one. You could do both. I think I'm gonna say because I've been uh, it's been uh, I've been having trouble finding good ones. So uh-huh. I'm gonna save one for the next. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And also because all of a sudden I can't remember what that one was, so mm-hmm. I'll do the other one. Mm-hmm. The other one is okay. I've heard this complaint from some girls, mm-hmm. straight girls, mm-hmm. who have experienced when gay men uh, grope them. Uh-huh. When they kind of just grab their boob without permission yeah. because maybe they think they can do it's it okay because they're gay. So. Yeah. But and uh, and I have heard that some people some yeah, some at least those two of my uh, girly friends who have talked about this, they kind of they don't complain when it's happening, but afterwards they feel kind of violated. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know this was allowed. Why did they even do yeah. that? I mean, why? Yeah. So, my question is, have you ever done it? Uh-huh. Uh, have you been been the groper in this situation? And or why does this happen? Can the, you explain it? The funny thing about this, right, was because... So I can say, to my knowledge, I'm not a groper. Yeah. To my knowledge, I'm not a grouper, but the second you were like, my girly friends, I'm like, well, I probably know them. <laughs> and then and then in my head, I was like, did I do it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know it wasn't, it's, it wasn't you. Yeah. No. <laughs> but um, I, I, I know I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's cool. No. And I, I, um, I am even like, if I go to hug someone and accidentally brush their breast, mm-hmm. I will apologize for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm so sorry, you know, yeah. or like, you know, because I'm so clumsy and sometimes I have no spatial awareness. I've gone to like shake someone's hand before and accidentally punch them in the boot. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm yeah. so sorry. It, it has happened. It it's, happens. It's always funny. The thing, to, how to deal with it is just point it out and make a joke of it. That's because and as a child, like I, I had two older sisters and a mother yeah. and I was always brought out to go, you know, every area on a woman's body is a respected space. Right. And you don't get to enter that space. And I actually think it's, it goes to everyone mm-hmm. like yeah. you shouldn't intrude on someone's space without their permission even to the point where, where like you know some people don't like to be hugged yeah Bilkia she's not a hugger no she's not she's not well until you've got to you've really got to get to know her before she'll do it and then even then she has to take like anti-nausea medication to get through it um, it's almost to feel like we talk so much about Bilkia she and she's in the show she, yeah it's, it's almost as if you know people who aren't from here or never seen Bilkia She's kind of like uh, this. Norm's wife in Cheers, or, or Niles' wife in, in Frasier. Yeah. She's like the invisible character that you keep, Eris, talking, Eris. Yeah. keep talking about, but there's no casting. There's no casting. She's just, she's just this person we made up to substantiate all the worst qualities of ourselves. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't believe I've ever done it. There have been times when um, I've had a female friend tell me about like, you know, they're 
like I've gone, oh, that that dress makes you look really good. Actually, your boobs look really nice in it. Right. And then um, I this has happened before where she's gone, well, I mean, they're not mine. As in, and I was like, oh, are they, are they fake? I remember this one time I was like, can I touch them? You know, and yeah, it was yeah. just a genuine, mm-hmm. I wanted to see what it was like to touch think, breast implants. Uh, but even then yeah. it wasn't groping. It was more of a scientific poke. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is a polite question. Yeah. And it's more appropriate even coming from a gay man. Mm. Then if, if I would say, can I touch them? Yeah. I wouldn't go there because, uh, yeah, I, I am a straight man and... Uh, and uh, there is not a single person in the room who would not think, okay, he's doing it yeah. for self gratification. I can I can um, talk about an instance where I did that with a man twice, mm-hmm. and I overstepped a boundary and didn't realize it. Right. And it was one of my one of my best friends in Australia. He's he he had a, an amazingly hot boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They're both really hot um, for quite some time. And this boyfriend just had the kind of chest you would want a motorboat. Right. Yeah. And, like, you know, um, and, uh, and this, I, I got him up on stage once, um, during a stand-up gig and I made a comment about he had the kind of chest you would want a motorboat. Yeah. And then I mined it on the stage and everyone, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. That's really funny. And then a week later... We were hanging out and made the same joke yeah. um, because I thought, I thought he enjoyed it. I thought no, he enjoyed no. the attention and, and I did it. And then I found out two days later, my friend actually, um, we were having a cup and he said, can you not do that anymore? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, why? And he's like, I don't care. It's just that he feels a little bit that the attention is put on him and he's insanely... Um, socially scared and feels a little bit violated when you do that and I was like wow I've become that guy I've become that person who's doing exactly what these gay guys are doing to these women and it was it was just yeah, well, it's it's. I guess you know, you know, you thought you were doing it for the sake of humor at one. Yeah, time, and I and really thought he gave me all the signals that he was along with the joke. Yeah. He was playing along with the joke, and I just. It's a blurry line. It is a blur blurred line. Yeah, well, <laughs> a song about rape, but uh, <laughs> a go-to song about ass yeah. rape, but. Uh, I, it actually happened to me when you when somebody motorboated you. No, no, and I would be really offended. I mean, oh, come on, I know I have man boobs; they're not that big. Mm. But uh, at one time when I was in Finland, mm-hmm. there were these. There are these two girls in Finland who um, are big fans, and they keep kept like I've seen them on a few shows. Let's call them Kalle and Mahle. Let's call him Gurgele and Torkodu. Sounds like cucumber and tortellini. Yeah, let's call him cucumber and tortellini. Cucumber and tortellini. Those two girls, cucumber and tortellini, were at my shows and I've seen them. I've often seen their faces. They come and let me sign the books when I'm signing and they come at my shows. And then there was this photo up after a show. And uh, they po- uh, they they always are asking me, hey, let's let me buy you a drink, let's go out for a drink, and I say, no, no, I'm just gonna go with these people, yeah. people I know, I'm gonna go with my friends and stuff. Uh, I don't know you guys, uh, which but- is a smart thing to do yes. in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, but they posed with me for a photo, and while they were posing me with me, uh, one of the girls just grabs my scrotum. 
Just like, grabs my dick and balls. Like, not even just pretending to. Not she just does it. She just that does it. And I, and she was like, ha, ha, ha. And in the moment, I kind of try to, like, deal be, with it. Kind be of, polite in the Yeah, I, all, I also kind of, I do this face where I'm like, oh. And it's both real and just me dealing with it for, in some kind of uh, humor mode mm-hmm. while they're photographing. Mm-hmm. And then I say, thank you. Okay, I'm going now. And afterwards I was, what the fuck was that? Why did she grab my genitals? Yeah. First of all, of course, I know, uh, you know, in an unequal way, the double standard isn't as simple as it is. No. Uh, in, an, in an unequal world. But uh, I... But the fact that she did it and thought I was okay with it, I was extremely offended and mm-hmm. afterwards I felt very violated and if I would ever meet those girls again, I think I'm going to kind of yell at them. <gasps> yeah. You're having like a, a kind of I spit on your grave reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been <clears throat> left for dead and they thought yeah, that you were they dead. They raped me repeatedly yeah. and then I will revenge them by just chopping them up. Have you seen, seen uh, Spit on yes, the have. original? No, the one in the set from the 70s. Yeah. No. I've only seen that one. Wasn't it's it banned? It's a powerful fucking movie. It was banned. It was one of the countries. very first it was one of the Western video- revenge films, right? It was one of the video nasties. It wasn't... Uh, no, you're thinking of Straw Dogs. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a rape revenge film uh, and a Western. This one is... Uh, I do love a good in, revenge film. Yeah, and re- rape revenge films are a strange breed of movies because they are... They are uh, exploitive. Yes. Because in a way, the rape is part of the whole entertainment experience. It's a very uncomfortable experience watching the yeah. rape on film, but it makes the revenge much more Better. gratifying. Yeah. Because and then you're really, you know, cheering for this person to... When she chops off the dick in... Uh, Spit on your Spit grave. on a grave. I th- she did that in a remake as well? Yeah. yeah. I think... It is, uh, from I th- memory, I think it was more graphic, like you actually saw it. Oh, it's not graphic. It's, she does it uh, like underwater in a, in a bubble bath. Uh-huh. While seducing one of her rapists. But there's another scene where she's... When the, one of the rapists is in the uh, middle of a lake, uh-huh. she's going after him on a speedboat with an axe in the air, like an Indian, but except for a horse, there's a speedboat. It's beautiful. And it's a very gratifying rape, and she's murdering these people, which is wrong, but... But you want her to as you an audience member. Because they are because fucking rapists. Yeah. It's a very strange wow. and dubious kind of movies. And that's I, what I'm you're going to do when you them. go back to Finland. I'm going to murder these women because they... I was joking. Or was I? <laughs> wow. That's that's quite an interesting an interesting little situation there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I mean, I don't hate them. I just think they were very... I just think... I guess they were very stupid. Mm. Kind of, mm. girls. Ah. Well, I, I have a, a gay to me straight question for you today. Mm-hmm. And it it is is from the perspective because I have been um, I have been as you know running. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to hit the gym more, mm-hmm. as you said you were going to. So you're living with a guy named Jim, and you're uh, abusing I'm him. Abu- yes, I mean, well, well, <laughs> hitting the gym. <laughs> it came up recently. <laughs> unless you're living with your partner, you can't really call it domestic violence. It's just yeah. intimate 
intimate relationship it's violence. Just intimate violence. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I've been I've been going to the gym, which of course involves showering. Um, and I I personally don't. Um, I'm not a huge fan of showering in a big open room. I think we're not in the army. Why? Why do we need to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I like at least having a little barrier or cubicle. They have the same thing in Australia, the whole public showering with swim, nope. swimming pools. No, no, it's all, you go into cubicles. You have a cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, you have a cubicle. But also in Australia, they don't make you shower before you go in the pool. Right, okay. Because it's, they're not natural, you know, they're all chlorined and... Yeah. They have lots of chemicals they in them. They have some chemicals in them as well, but they still have the... I understand the showering, but I mean, I don't, I'm not a swimmer. I don't really get enjoyment out of... Out of swimming for exercise, I right. get enjoyment out of just lying in the pool. Mm-hmm. But when you know, when I've been going to the gym, I've been showering and stuff, and I have, I have, um, I've seen. It's weird. I've seen straight men I know at the gym, and then we're going to the shower together. Right. And I've been self-conscious about making sure I give them enough space because I'm the gay one, mm-hmm. yeah, and that I don't look in their direction. And um, just recently, someone I know was showering. I went to the complete opposite end of the right. showering room. And then he continued to have a conversation with me, but I just wasn't looking. Right. Because I had this constant thought of, well, I don't want to look in that direction because then he might think that uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. eyeing him up. And I wanted to know, I mean, I know you take your glasses off when you're public showering uh-huh. so you don't see anything at all. Yeah. But as a street man, have you ever felt uncomfortable in that kind of... Being in a close proximity in that kind of vulnerable situation with a gay. Have you ever gone, oh, I feel a little bit awkward now? Mm. <clears throat> I mean, back when uh, I was in college and uh, kind of my only friend was a gay man, we mm-hmm. sometimes kind of, it ha- yeah, we went swimming and of course then would undress together and go into public showering together it never really bothered me mm-hmm. in the back of my mind i knew that uh, he was being naked with it, uh, like he was naked with in within a close proximity with a lots of other naked men of the same sex that he is attracted to mm-hmm. so i was th- i was just thinking what's that like but i always thought the whole situation is so awkward anyway yeah just being naked around if they were all women i was being naked around i wouldn't be aroused or get the boner i would it's be, it's I would not be, a sexy thing no it's not a sexy thing and anyone who's ever watched somebody after they've taken a shower dry them drying yourself off is yeah. not sexy i mean that I, I thought of this similar thing when the whole free the nipple uh, revolution was here in iceland when mm. all the girls were posting their bare breasts on twitter this wasn't masturbation material. No. And if anyone thought it, he would be pretty perverted, I guess. Or, 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 or pervert, pervert, pervertism is a beautiful word. I mm-hmm. shouldn't use it in a negative context. He was he was being a, a creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those would be creeps. But uh, I, when I saw all those nipples, they were just okay. This is a beautiful thing. They're mm-hmm. showing the nipples. They're showing it. It is a natural thing. They are actually just. Like the glands hanging out there, I would think the similar way if I would be in public showering naked with women, because I, a realistic person, would not expect anything sexual to happen. No, and therefore, you, your genital, you won't get a boner. Your body isn't thinking that way. Well, you've actually brought me. Um, 
you brought me up a memory of like, I don't even know why I have this feeling because when I was in Australia, I was in this really intense play for three weeks that had lots of nudity in it. And yeah. in one scene for like 10 minutes every night for almost a month, I had to basically rub my, my penis against another man's penis. Yeah. <laughs> and he was married okay. to a woman. Okay. And not once did, like, we had to be in this scissory kind of position and pretend that we were having sex with each other and make out in this orgy scene. Really? Um, and, and then we'd have to freeze. So basically mm. you're frozen there mm. and then, you know, go to another position. There, I was like one of only two gay men in the entire cast. Everyone else was straight. <sighs> I remember this one night, this, this, this guy, like, we were supposed to be frozen in this position. He was, we were crouched on the floor. He was, like, leaning into me and then another guy was leaning on him and his foot kind of went underneath and then it, we were supposed to be frozen and he wriggled his toe and it tickled my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just went, oh. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he, this, this guy was like a, he was like a, uh, what would you call, he was cheeky. Mm-hmm. So then he just kept doing it to see oh, if he really? could make me like flinch. Okay. And then, I mean, that, yeah. What, that, did you, how, what did you feel about that? I, well, no, I kind of, the, the whole cast, we got very close because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I remember this guy A- that... Actors. Yeah, well, but the other thing, this guy that I had to um, be in the sex scene with, um, as I'm doing this, I'm making a scissoring motion mm. with my hands. Yeah. Um, the guy I had to, he, I literally met him like a week before we had to do this scene nude. Right. And I remember, like, I hadn't spoken to him much and we were in the theater, took off Uh, just before we took off our robes, I was like, what was your name again? Yeah. Um, it was like being on a porn set. And he's like, oh, I'm Reese. Um, and, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have a Canadian wife, don't you? Yeah. And because we met at a party and he's like, yeah, yeah, she thinks you're really funny. Okay, off with the robes. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. so like I got through that fine, mm-hmm. but I still have this weird feeling that I'm making someone uncomfortable yeah. when really I think the only person I'm making uncomfortable is myself. Yeah, I'm thinking that this, this with my old gay friend <clears throat> that I didn't feel uncomfortable, but I was actually... Uh, kind of aware of the possibility that he might find it uncomfortable. Mm, mm. But, uh, I mean... However... Here's the thing. If he even would look at my body and think, ooh, that's a nice pair of... Uh, you should feel so lucky. Yeah, I, I would I would actually kind of feel, yeah. I, I wouldn't want him to go and say that. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thought of him being attracted to my body would be more I, i i wouldn't mind it you know but he but if, if he would act on it then then the a, a barrier is, a boundary is crossed i've been i've been in the showers and there have been gay men there who yeah. i have not slept with yeah um i believe it or not um and uh, and i don't have the same feeling around them no i just go you have a naked body i have a naked yeah. body I don't really care. And it, yeah. it's just a strange feeling. It's just, you're being aware of the fact that we live in a world with homophobia in it. Mm. And uh, you kind of, you, uh, I think a part of you is thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to add to that yeah. negative I've been thinking. I've been thing. thinking, because it's also, I'm getting to the point now where people know that I'm the gay comedian. Yeah. So maybe I need to like spend a little bit extra and get the celebrity VIP package at World Class, you know, where you get to have your own oh, showering yeah. room and okay. you know I need to I need to have the kind of uh, membership that Paul Oscar has maybe. Right. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. You know they've you got. You should that... talk to Paul Oscar. Maybe he can fix you up. 
Maybe he can. Yeah. What, like, get it for free. I mean, he could tell the people that you're a celebrity because they're world-class people and they don't know culture. They don't know... <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, they're certainly not listening to this. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thanks Looking for that. at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, thanks thank for that. you. That thank was you. good. That was good. And now, I guess it's time for How to Speak Australian. I've prepared some things for you. Please. Today. I thought, um, because, you know, I'm always stumbling over Icelandic places. Right. How to say them. Yeah. Like, you know, Mira. Me? Me what? Me what? Yes. What? Is it? What? Me what? Me what? Me what? Is the sound? It's like, nyetta. We have weird sounds in our language. I thought I could I could teach you some of the places in Australia that um, I've either grown up or lived in and mm-hmm. see if... Um, what I really would love to do is is just show you them written and you can try and pronounce them. Have you got a pen? Have you got a pen? No, I don't use no. pens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Julia's really getting a pen. I have a pen here somewhere. Let's He's got see. a pen okay, and you got a pen that works. Okay, but maybe maybe while I'm writing these, you should tell me your um your Icelandic one. Okay, yeah, well, oh, yet again, I have forgotten about it, but I will. Well, aren't you glad? Uh, you you, we can talk about this. You put out the uh, radio yes. chapter on your yes. uh, Icelandic word of the day. Yeah, I'm really glad you. Uh, Started that again because I know there are people out there who really like it. There are. There are. Did I ever tell you about the time I was crossing the road and I got spotted because of that video? Oh really? Because of those videos. Yeah, I was walking across Miklabrot. Right. And uh, and this horn of a car beeped and I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm looking around. And then I heard, hey. And I turned and there was this woman hanging out a window and she went, Icelandic word of the day and gave me a thumbs up. Right. Okay. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. that's so I'm I'm going to start doing that more regularly now. In okay. the in the new format of me sitting in a comfortable chair. I think I'm yeah, I I'm not ready with the word. Maybe you can do the same thing with it last time when And I can ask you how you to say something. You can ask me about something. Okay, so last time I asked you how to say come on my face. Yes. <laughs> that was We actually did we just repeated come on my face in Icelandic follow of Amerimic to each other. For maybe two, it feels like two minutes. It's the most. I mean, <laughs> it is the most interesting two. These are the most interesting two minutes in Icelandic podcasting. Uh, it, uh, wow, the most interesting or the most um, controversial. Yes, well, what's the most controversial? controversial two minutes of a. It, the only way we could get more controversial is if we actually did just come. I will tell you. I will teach you the most controversial word in Iceland. What is language. it? It's listamannaloin. So an art man. Mm. Artman's loins. Loin. 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 Is it a body part? No. Uh, art man. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. It means salary. Art man's salary. That's artist salary. Is that is that um that's a, a grant? Isn't yeah, it? that's a grant. That's the one you got. Yeah, that's the one you got to yeah. do. I love talking about it because it is. It's so funny. After I've been like 
been doing jokes about rape and child molestation yeah. and all sorts of crazy fucked up things. And then I mentioned the Listerman alone, mm-hmm. which I got from the government. Yes. They could have spent it on like old people or whatever. I mean, come on, old people are why dying they, anyway. What are they going to spend an artist Why do on even old people for? vote? I th- those are the, the old people vote always for the right. Well, look at Brexit. Yeah. And the, these the, people you've are seen the dying. stats, right? The majority of the people who didn't want to leave yeah. have to live with the decision for 99 years, mm-hmm. whereas the majority of the people who voted to leave, on average, have 16 years left to live. Fuck old people. I, I mean, come on. I know some good ones out there. There are some nice old people out there yeah. who are like your parents or whatever. Uh, you're, I'm talking to the listener now. now your I, parents, listener, yeah. or you, if you are a parent and a listener. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, why are they voting? They they are leaving the planet before all of us and they don't know more about anything than we do because they used... when Last time they checked out what was happening, it's they were young. Mm. And they are also... Many of them are racist because of uh, them being old and stuck in an old world. And now I'm feeling very ageist right now yeah but for a reason and you know which what reason that is it is because of brexit and that's why the victory against england was extra satisfactory it was yeah. so what is the controversial word again listerman alone listerman alone alone uh, i got uh, i got the uh, an artist grad which i will start cashing in very soon because i'm gonna spend that particular time which i got on writing <laughs> writing a book mm-hmm. and um was the competition tough to get that I like do know. you know I who have, lost I out have, to you i've just i've just as many times uh, lost out I've, i i haven't uh, many times I've, I've applied many times and uh, i think i've gotten a grant just as many times as i haven't gotten a grant uh but i don't know who i mean i really don't really don't look at the list so i don't really know i just want but there'll be people who applied who know you got it yeah so haters gonna hate oh she's gonna hate haters gonna hate haters gonna hate i thought you said hera's gonna hate haters gonna hate <laughs> haters gonna... <laughs> why would she hate and i was also thinking you're going there you're just gonna say that oh because she's an artist as well yes yes and as well. oh. so, so, so she applied and she didn't get one, and you just got. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Have you ever had this conversation with her? I have never. I don't. I mean, I don't have this conversation with other artists because I mean, it's. Uh, don't I, it's you find sometimes enough. though that we don't we don't talk enough about um, financial stuff as artists? Like we don't talk about how much we're charging for things. We don't talk about. Yeah, because it's it's a kind of. It's so anti-creative to talk about. I know, I know. However, however, and I, I think I've had this conversation with Bilkia. Yeah. <laughs> Who exists. Who exists. You know, like there, there are times when, say, someone is asking, uh, you know, how much would it be to, how much would you charge Jono to do this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have an idea in mind, but because I haven't lived in Iceland my whole life, I will probably ask other people doing the same thing. How much are you charging? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but no, I have come across that, people yeah. who are like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable talking uh-huh. about it. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I uh, I don't mind talking about 
whatever I'm charging or or things. Uh, but uh, I'm just really bad at finance anyway. So I, I think in some cases I'm under undercharging and stuff like that. But the thing is, mm. it it every year this grant is given out to many artists mm -hmm. and that year this is the biggest thing on Facebook. People either hate it or love it. So when you were announced as getting this grant, did you get hate or love? Well, just art, all the artists and the whole grant uh, got hate in general. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and even though there are like studies out there, they, they, it has been proven that this is actually good for the economy, yeah, yeah. economy that we are this uh, the whole creative arts in um, in general is an mm. industry which mm. helps the country more than a few of the biggest industry industries here and it's not like it's money they've taken away from other things no. this is always going to be spent on the arts absolutely yeah. and this and also oh, come on let's Let's lesbianist. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> lesbian. They all the, there are two th things that people uh, know about Iceland. Mm -hmm. It's the nature and, and the, the arts. And so give us our fucking money, and we'll keep on promoting this fucking country. And people will and come here because it's alone. and they'll be inspired by Iceland. Yeah, and also guess what. Uh, People, the the usual, uh, the usual thing that people have against the arts is that it isn't anything. It's not helping anyone. You cannot eat it. Mm. It's not. Uh, it's just art. It's useless. It's absolutely some. It's just. It's nothing really. Mm. Same thing goes for football and mm -hmm. sports. Mm -hmm. Sport is just playing. Mm -hmm. You. Some people are complaining that people are getting paid for just doing what they want and playing around. Guess what football is? Yeah, it's a literal playing around. It's a game. I love your you're your, kicking a ball. It's it's millionaires kicking a ball. Yeah, and that's the most beautiful thing about football is yeah. the fact that it's nothing. It is, and people are getting excited about nothing. That's beautiful. So I'm lear I've learned something this week. I've learned what's beautiful about sport. It's the fact that people get excited about, about nothing. nothing. And that's the same reason I love are the arts. Oh. And so, list them and learn the words. The most words contra controversial. Okay. Yeah. So I prepared one, two. I prepared five Australian towns or cities, mm -hmm. and I would like you to try and pronounce them for me. So the first one. Mundabara. Mandabara. Mandabara. Mm -hmm. Mandabara. Mandabara. It means footsteps in the trees in Aboriginal. It's beautiful. It's a town. It's the self-proclaimed citrus capital of Australia. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Mandabara. Mandabara. I lived there for yeah. almost two years. Mandabara. Mandabara. Bigenden. That's close. Bigenden. 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 Yeah. Bigenden. It is, it is a very small... Sounds dirty. It's get your big end in. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very small, small town of about 700 people. Uh, that what what I love about Bigenden is um, the the petrol station there has this big sign, hand painted sign saying Bigenden, the shortcut to everywhere. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it kind of doesn't make sense, no, but it really does like, though. <laughs> they, 
basically saying, you're not going to come here unless you're going somewhere else. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Bigenden. Bigenden. The, the shortcut to everywhere. Oh, it's so in nice. between Childers, Ban Ban Springs, and Mandabra. Oh, nice. And next word is Kabalaba. Or is it? Say it again. Say it again. It sounds like Kabbalah. Go Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Kabbalaba or Kabbalaba. Kapalaba. Kapalaba. Yeah. Kapalaba. Kabbalaba. Kapalaba. Kapalaba. It's a town. It's a suburb. It's a suburb. It's a suburb. My sister lives there. Kapalaba. 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 It's another Aboriginal word. Yeah. My sister lives in Kapalaba. Kapalaba. You have to cross through Bigenden. Big and into the, the shortcut to everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. Winham. Wow, you did that one. I did. Winham. And the W as well. Winham. Yeah. yeah. I, and I you, concentrated you, on the W. You didn't say Winham. No, I actually used up like a lot of brain power. To Winham. Winham. That's where I went to school. It's, yeah, be careful like not to put your lips too close together for a W. Winham. Wenham. It's another Aboriginal name. The Wenham Thana Lake. And it's uh, okay. Oh, the last this one. Last is this the last hard. one? Yeah. Nawangarup. You're close. Nawangarup. 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 That's a Aboriginal. Yes, and it's in Western Australia. It's a very remote town. Nawangarup. I really want to go to Australia one day. I really have to go there. I really have to go to the fucking Southern Hemisphere. Have you never been to the Southern Hemisphere? I don't think so. Not even Thailand? No, the closest I've gotten is San Diego when I went to the Comic-Con in 99. That's almost... (laughs) Like, it's almost in the Southern Hemisphere, isn't it? Like, almost on the equator. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I really have to go there. I mean, I'm hoping this Australia thing will get big enough... For that we can people. just take yeah, it. People pay us to come over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can maybe use an arts grant. You're working on getting this thing on iTunes, right? Yes. Yeah. That will be the first step towards my visit to the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I was. Th- I'm. I'm. I'm gonna secret it. I'm secret. You're gonna it. secrete it. Yeah, secrete it. You're gonna secrete it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I think. I think that could be. If anyone in the Southern Southern Hemisphere is listening, I think this um, red wine. This red wine. I think it would be it would be really cool to take our show to absolutely to Australia. I would like to be the only straight comedian in Australia. That's how it works, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know? I can't even be certain that you'd be the only Icelandic comedian in Australia. Yeah. I guess. Although, no, I think you would know. I think you would know if there... We have a friend who's the only Icelandic comedian in China. We do, yeah. currently. Currently. If, didn't he come back for a bit? He did, but then he went back, and I owe him, like, a, a drawing, I guess. He has oh. a British girlfriend, I think, over there, and he wants to prove that he knows me and wants me to send an autograph I've picture. done, I've done, I've done things for this guy's dates before as well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I have, I have, uh, we, we won't say his name. No. But he's a lovely guy, lovely oh, guy. People can narrow it down. People can narrow it down. <laughs> I remember this one evening, I had already finished my, my uh, hosting at Gokuden, and he sent me a message because this girl he was he was into really enjoys my song Wreck Your Balls. Right. The Miley Cyrus one about uh-huh. sex injuries that I do. And so I fired up the machine, 
and I got somebody to film me singing it in an empty bar and I sent it to him on my phone. Apparently it, it helped him get laid. Okay, good. I really have to help him out. I'm just, it's just so many things. Uh, so many things. So, so many, many things. So many things. Oh, yeah. Oh. We've got we've got to be racist this episode, so we should just get that get that out of so many ting for you. So many ting. You should go to go to the southern hemisphere. Like get get an experience of Thailand. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah, actually yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. Thailand this morning, going, you know what? Maybe instead of going to Australia for Christmas, maybe I'll just stop in Thailand. Yeah. Because it's a place where you can live like a fucking king. Yeah. Everything is this so Christmas? cheap. Maybe I should. I mean. I'm basically going on a paid vacation, also known as Listamanalen. <laughs> and uh, so I should just, I maybe should go, I can go wherever I want. You could, you could. Thank you, voters. You could pop over to Thailand and then I think it's another, it's only another 13 to 16 hours to to Melbourne. Right, right. Only another 13 to 16 hours. Trust me, I'm booking my flights for <laughs> Christmas this week and I'm like, Wow. I forgot how long a flight it is. It is a minimum of three planes. Right. Um, to, it's actually four if you count me getting to my parents who are in um, in Brisbane. So, like, I have to do a domestic flight once I get to Australia to actually get to my family. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a go terrible ahead. flight. I'm going to do a lot of traveling in the next years. Yeah, and weren't you going to do New York as well? Yeah, I think I'm going to try New York this fall or uh-huh. at least... Uh, uh, after Christmas, at, at at the last. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so should we go to the next segment? Yes, we actually have some questions. So it's uh, the ants of, of agony. agony. Um. Okay. Uh. Ooh. We have. There's quite a few. Oh wow! I'm so grateful that people are actually sending it. I'm, I'm, I was prepared to make up stuff. So for do we? Segment. Do we want to just ask answer only one or try and answer a couple? Let's start and see where it goes. Okay, well, the first one is, which is in relation to something we were talking about off air. Oh, come on. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, come on. (laughs) No, but this, okay, so um, this person would prefer to remain anonymous, Mm -hmm. but um, how do you politely get out of a situation where... uh, Someone you know tries to flirt with you, but you're not interested. Right. Okay. So someone is... Well, that has happened to all of us, hasn't it? It sure has. Yes. It sure has. So... And when it has happened to me in the past, I still have to fight with the thought in my head of beggars can't be choosers. Um... Yes. Well, if you're drunk enough, then you think, well, it might be fun just to try what this friend is like in bed. Mm. But then you face the the issue of you do it once. No, actually, when that happens, when uh, the chance, uh, when there is a chance of having actually sex with a friend, when a friend is showing sexual interest in you, mm-hmm. you the only you only act uh, on it if you know it's going to be it's only a sex thing. Uh huh. But if, you know, it's an actual interest that uh, he or she has a crush or wants to take this further mm-hmm. and you don't... How you do you do it? You should you should uh, not do it because... But what... So say, for instance, you've already had the established sort of friends with benefits kind of thing. Yeah. And then it, what happens when you get to the point 
where you would rather have the friends bit, but not the benefits anymore. So How do you do that? So you've been friends with benefits for a while? Like maybe a month or two or uh-huh. two months. Or... And then you want to just, let's just be friends. Let's just be friends. Do you just have a conversation about it? I think so, yes. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. it's a very upfront. And I think also it's easier to have that conversation mm. if the person is a friend. Yeah. Because a true friend knows uh, and if they're, what your mind if they're going to freak out because you no longer wish to have sex with them anymore, they're not a friend. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, if, if, well, if, if, if the, sometimes they may not want to be around you because they had feelings and they're yeah. a bit hurt. And, and that's hard, but that's just, that's better than actually kind of exploiting and using the person. Mm. Uh, using I, the person I think there are a lot of people who get in this situation where they end up continuing the benefits because they just don't see that there's another option for them and it's comfortable. And I think when you get into that situation, you are just digging a massive mm-hmm. hole yes, for yourself. You missing a hole full of hurt. Yeah, a hole full of pain. I think we answered that one quite well, so let's go on to another one. Um, yeah, just just do the talk and, and uh, be honest. Okay. Ooh, okay, all right. Oh, this is a really... Wow. Um, (laughs) sometimes you get attracted to people a bit older or younger than you are in your opinion when is someone too young or too old to date slash have intimate relations with well the classic we both have experience in this yes that's that's only because we are celebrity sex gods (laughs) Uh, we can't help it but uh, we here's the classic uh, formula mm-hmm. or algorithm. Uh-huh. I think you've told me this before. Is uh, you the other when it comes to the other person being younger than you? Yeah. You take your age, split it in two, mm-hmm. and add seven, and that's the uh, amount of years. That's the minimum uh, age that they you can date. Be. So. Okay, so let me do the math right now. Okay, on you. So You're 30. 31 divided by 2, let's just say 15. Yeah, 15. Add 7. 22. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot go below 22. You know I'm dating a 22-year-old. Yes, I do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if we're gonna just be confessing these whole things, like I should have to show, throw myself onto the bonfire as well. Yeah, uh, thirty-eight—that's a saying. Divided by two, it's thirty-eight divided by two is seventeen. Uh huh. Plus seven. No, is... it's not. Is is it really seventeen? Thirty-eight divided by two is. Okay, maybe it's seven. We're bad at math. Yes, I think it's 17. Okay, let's go with 17. Add seven. <laughs> oh my God, we sound retarded. 24. I use that word too much on this podcast. Um, yeah, so t- plus seven plus... T- 24. 24 is the least, yeah. And have you gone below 24? I have. You have? And you did that and then you started biting a nail. Yeah. <laughs> I have. So are you telling this listener that there are these rules... I mean, I think as long as they're okay. Here's my age is pretty relative when it comes to personality. I think they need to be of legal age. Yeah, legal age. Yes, is a must. And I won't go below twenty. Is that legal age here? Legal age is eighteen, I think. For everyone. Yeah. 
In Australia, it's 16. Uh, for everyone? What do you mean for everyone? Well, in Australia, there's two ages. Gay people have a different age to really? straight people, yeah. Wow. There's legi- what? People are trying to change the legislation. You have to be 18 as a gay person to legally consent to sex with uh, and another 16 man. 16 as a, as a, as a regular person? As a regular person, <laughs> yeah. So, really? Isn't, that's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's... that's why there's a lot of people trying to change that law. Yeah. It's the age of consent law. Okay. Um, but I think, I think the answer to this question is... Uh, that you need to be of legal age. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're the older person, mm-hmm. you know if someone... You can tell if someone is someone who might be taken advantage of. Yeah, I, I, I won't keep dating anyone that I feel like is uh, less mature. Yeah. Than me. Like, I may be dating a 22-year-old, yeah. but he's way mature than I could ever hope to and be. And in many ways, I'm very immature. Yeah. But if I feel like the person is less mature, like just 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 simply just stupider than me, mm-hmm. then I I I kind of that affects my attraction. Mm-hmm. So in that way, yeah. But in, yeah, in that context, the age is very relative. But here's the thing: I mean, the creep factor is always there. So, if I would be dating a 23-year-old, mm-hmm. I would know that there is a creep factor here and it will externally uh, make its mark on the relationship. And people will judge you. Yes. I and think that, that's, that's the thing about age yeah. differences. People are always going to judge you. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, the question was... The question was, um, when is someone too young or too old? I don't think as long as they're of if legal age. If you feel age, too old, then it, then you're too or, old. Or, or if you feel they are too young, then th- that's that's the that answers of, the question. That's the fact of the matter, and also be of a fucking legal age. Yeah. Yes. People sometimes lie about that. It has happened. Yeah. It has happened. I know. You know. I will not name this friend, but I do have a friend who, um, in his, I think he was twenty three, mm. and he took a guy home from a. A club and then found out the next morning because the guy's wallet was open with his mm. high school ID right. and he was like oh my god you lied to me you're not 18 at all this guy was like 16 years old oh, which and you know it would just it was yeah yeah and he he was straight away like you have to leave um, it, so it was a kind of a reverse statutory thing. Like mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's actually a common thing. Next question. When you're in a relationship and everything is going well, sometimes ideas come up of new and inverted commas, unusual things to do in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. If an idea your partner comes up with is not particularly to your liking, would you try it for your partner's sake or say no? I think this, yeah, you you have to have a convers a a, 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 a a some sort of a conversation about it, and here's the thing: you, I think you should at least just warn your partner that you're not sure about this, but let's try it and see if it works out. Mm-hmm. But let's stop it if it's not working out for mm-hmm. me, and. 
there will be no judging on each side. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess as well. It depends on what the thing yeah. is. We were talking about this whole anal sex thing mm-hmm. uh, recently. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, it's the same thing. Uh, if you want to have anal sex with someone who hasn't had anal sex, mm-hmm. just ask. Yes. Don't be rapey. Don't be rapey. And if you haven't had anal sex but don't want to have and don't want to have it, do not judge the person who wants to have it. No. And vice versa. Yeah. Just have the fucking conversation. We live in the twenty first century. Let's just talk about our anuses and dicks and balls and vaginas. And I think as well, on that note, it is worth um, bringing up that there are successful relationships out there mm. where the two people have very, very different sexual needs. Mm-hmm. However, they, uh, they, they, they click together on every other matter. Yeah. I've met several couples. I remember this, this one couple uh, I met in Canberra in Australia um, at a screening of one of my films, just got to, to chatting one night. And they, uh, they are, you know, for... For all intents and purposes, they're a married couple. Um, They own property together. Um, But um, they, like, one of them is really into bondage and being pissed on. Right. And the other one just can't do it. Yeah. So they have, like, an, an open relationship, but not what people would think like they the open relationship the understanding when is it that comes to the bondage when it comes pissed. to he, the guy wanting bondage and to be pissed on he can go do that somewhere else right but that's the only thing he's allowed to do right yeah with you know it's just to for for all other stuff because mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people just assume that just because someone's into bondage uh, just because someone's into, you know, they might be into fisting or someone <clears throat> is into role play, that they're always going to have that kind of sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not, that's not the case. Some no, people, for some people, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that will get them off. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for, I think for the majority of people, it's, a, it's an array of stuff. Right. And, and, you know, that's why dominatrix people have a business. Right, yeah. Because often that's, that can be the case of a couple comes to the understanding that one of them really wants to be dominated um, and the other can't do it, so then go to a professional. Yeah, it's all get it taken care of there. Just really try uh, to understand each other's sexual uh, desires. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no wrong thing out there except rape and abuse. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, if I had a partner who wants to be pissed on, I guess I would, on a good day, try to un- uh, accommodate her. But as I long as there was a tarp put down or something, yeah, or like a sh- in the shower or somewhere like that. I don't want I, mess. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't. Oh wow! I really put myself in a really strange kind of fantasy situation here. I'm not sure. I'm if not I sure would. if you do it. I think I would rather do it than have her go and find someone else to piss on her. Ah, uh, that's an interesting yeah. point. I didn't think this about myself. I'm pretty open-minded so when it comes. Open-minded, to but in a relationship, you would rather try it. So you would be the person who would even even if in you, that yeah. But when yeah, if you didn't enjoy doing it, you'd probably do it just to keep her. I guess, yes. But wow. if it would be pooping, that would be... Uh, That's where you draw the line. I think it would be where I draw the line. Yeah. Wow. 
That's uh, that's really insightful. It's, yeah, I'm not judging, but it's it's you also know, kind of romantic. I hope so. That you would um, and possibly psychologically damaging. Uh, that you well, would. We're all fucked up. We're all a little bit screwed. Um, but you would you would rather force yourself to piss on someone, than lose the relationship. Yeah, but I have a shy bladder, you know. When I uh, sometimes when I go uh, like in a public urinal, in a, like a, the men's room at the yeah. place, and I'm about to piss, and then somebody somebody uh, walks go, in, walks in, and, uh, uh, pisses in the urinal next to me, my bladder goes, no, sure, I don't want it around these guys. And uh, I go, come on, bladder. You were just about to burst. Yep, I, I don't want it around these people. I don't know where my bladder is from. Yeah, it sounds, I don't, it sounds like <laughs> Rilo from uh, from the Cleveland show. <laughs> I don't want to be around these people. <laughs> Rilo terms. Uh, so I, uh, I would your really bladder ha- is an really African American cartoon. I really would have to be comfortable around this girl who wants uh-huh. me to piss on her. Well, obviously, you—I mean, you—you've been in relationships where you've like pissed while they're in the shower, and you're in pissing in the toilet, yeah. Yes, that has happened. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you if you love the person and are comfortable around yes. her, then you can piss around her. Then, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you really love her, you can piss on her. Next question. <laughs> you want more? You want more? There are more. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's at least two more. One of them. Oh, okay. Is a long one. Game of Thrones, the show, has now got its plotline ahead of the books it's based on. I really like the series, books and the show, and enjoy discussing it and its theories and ideas. How can I talk to other fans about Game of Thrones when I've read the books and they have not, without being a spoilerful dickhead? Because there are a lot of subtle hints, references and prophecies in the books that were skipped in the show. I have an answer to this question. Don't talk about it because the rest of the world, those of us who haven't seen the show, deserve a fucking break. Yeah, the 2% of you. The 2% of us. i got to tell you, I've, I know enough about the show. Like, it's almost like having to learn a whole second language, right? I know enough Icelandic to get by in this country. I know enough Game of Thrones to well, get by in this world. I always, I, while, while you're on it, because you have this whole thing about the midget face in your set... And you say that the guy with the midget face could be an, an extra on Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones, but he have to kneel. Well, there's no midget extras in Game no, of Thrones. Because I'm fully aware of that, but no one has ever pointed it out to yeah, me. Yeah, because the joke works. Yeah, it's a good and joke. and actually the the, <laughs> the initial joke was he could have been an an he could have been in Willow. Yeah, there he could have been an extra. He could have been an extra in Willow. Wow, that's like a, a far that's back an old movie, <laughs> yeah. and I changed it because you know. Yeah, but you could have gotten uh, Lord of the Rings. Hobbit. Oh yeah, it's another series that painfully bored me to tears. Okay, well, uh, so how can you talk? The question is, how can you talk? How can, because this person has read all the books. Yeah. How can they talk about the show with people who haven't read the books without seeming like a spoiler-filled dickhead? Well, there are Facebook groups that take care of this thing. Uh huh. So I guess that's the answer. Or do you does he or she want to talk about it in person with people? I don't think I've ever been this as passionate about a TV show as people are about Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones is the best thing on television. I will not try to convert you, Jonathan. I know you are not. You haven't watched it. I have watched a few episodes. Yeah, well, it's, and it just it's, didn't do it it's for the me. Big picture. 
I forced a, a friend of mine to watch the f- whole series for my nerd podcast, and she was a hater at first. Now she watches it, watches it regularly with mm. me. I'm not does saying. She, does she enjoy it, or does she watch it because it's like, oh, I committed to a season. I better sit this out and she see how. She actually enjoys it and is excited about it and uh-huh. gets goosebumps when uh, the dramatic things happen. So uh, I, I, I'm not kidding around when I'm saying it is the best thing on television. Oh, just, but, but people said the same thing about Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think Breaking and Bad I watched, was great. I watched all of Breaking Bad and I've told you that I, I predicted the last episode of the entire series mm-hmm. during the first episode and I was right. I think Breaking Bad is amazing, but it's not even in my top 10 of television. Shows. I didn't. I just found it so predictable. Yeah, that's because you're so smart, aren't you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you have to find the Facebook group and talk about it. I don't know. Just, I think. I, I, I don't feel the need to talk about it. Uh, like, I have a couple of friends over every yeah. week. We watch it and we talk about it then. And then I have no need to just go out in the world because I have this whole uh, discussions with myself in my yeah. mind because yeah. I am used to being a lonely nerd so that's yeah. something I kind of have practice and I'm skilled in so uh, this particular person I guess you just have to uh, hunt down these people and talk to them Facebook is one way of doing it uh-huh. I, I just want it known that I don't hate Game of Thrones no, it, it just never did it for me no right and and same thing I, with football and me. Yeah, it never did it for me. Um, I find watching a game of football more interesting than a, yeah. a, a game of thrones. I think it's very similar because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I okay. I got really annoyed. There was an uh, there was a period of time. You know when Game of Thrones started killing off all these these lead characters because yeah. no one before they do it all the time. They do it all the time, but they didn't always do it initially. Like there, I think there was like the Red Wedding was a big one. Where well, it started in the first series. So. All right, all right, okay, yeah. you win. Yeah. But but when it really gained traction, and there were all these all these YouTube videos of people reacting to their favorite characters being killed, um, I noticed that there were other TV series that started doing that, and I got really annoyed by that because yeah. it was like, "You're not Game of Thrones. Right. I don't want Tara to die in the first um, episode of the final series of True Blood. Right. That wasn't cool." Like, right. thanks, I... thanks, Game of Thrones, for ruining that complete character arc yeah, for me. Yeah, well, that's not Game of Thrones' fault. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Hollywood. Marketing people's Going, fault. oh my God, and, that's, that works. Yeah. Let's do it here. And they are the, the most brainless beings on this planet are the yeah. marketing people. It's Fuck true. them all. It's they true. deserve to die. But I will say, the one thing I've learned from this whole Game of Thrones evolution... Mm-hmm. that has taken the world by storm, which I do not feel a part of, right. is that I would love to find something I am as passionate about on television. Yeah. And I haven't found it. It will happen. Well, I'll tell you this thing. Mm. We have broken the record right now. It's the longest podcast we've done. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I think we should go... We should wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's no, so let's just save the last one for the next. I'll we'll save it for the next agony. one. And just let's leave with a meaningful sentence. Mine is that I, between now and next week, I'm going to try and think of the time where I was as passionate about a TV show as people are about Game of Thrones. Ah, my meaningful thing is Luftwaffen Stephen Hitler. Yeah.
plug, yeah. plug for both your shows. Okay. If you've enjoyed listening to the rhythmical, whimsical stylings of myself and Mr. Hula Gadaxon, you can come check us out at Cafe Rosenberg for our show, Australia, on July 7th. That's a Thursday night and it costs 2,000 kroner to get in. Also, if you enjoy me a little bit more without Hulika and with the stylings of our friend Bilkia, who definitely exists, come check us out in the Minority Report when we find out what happens when a woman and a gay man walk into a bar. That also starts at 9pm. It's on Wednesday the 6th of July at Gurkuren and every Wednesday all throughout July. You definitely said that the other one was the Rosenberg? Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs>